We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. For the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Talkstar Radio Network, the Exxon Broadcast Network, and our fine family of broadcast affiliates right across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, Australia, Asia, India, Africa, and Europe. If you'd like to give us a call toll-free worldwide, the magic number is 1-800-610-7035. That's 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at Hotmail.com. And our website, www.XZoneRadioTV.com. My first guest tonight is Meredith Hunt. And uh, Meredith arrived in Los Angeles 12 years ago to pursue an acting career. She has hosted a nationally syndicated talk show, as well as guest starring on television shows ranging from the soap opera Passions to Crossing Jordan. While on the path of being an actress, she started searching for her work that might bring in a bit more meaning into her life. Hand analysis was the answer. The scientific and linear style of hand hand analysis appealed to her analytical mind. After becoming certified through the International Institute of Hand Analysis, she has read hundreds of hands, 
giving people a profound understanding of their strengths and challenges and transformational tools to guide them on their path. Meredith also teaches classes on how to decode this powerful information, as well as speaking to groups and leading seminars based on the tenets of hand analysis. Joining me this hour in the X-Zone from Los Angeles is Meredith Hunt. And Meredith, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you for having me. It's great having you with us. Uh, How powerful is hand analysis? It is such a transformational tool because the information is coming from your own body and mind. It's not, you know, something that I am pulling down from the ether and delivering as a psychic message. It's really your own map being read by an outside source, and that's what I love about it. It's coming from you. I'm just doing some interpretation. As we progress in our life, does our hand actually change its map? The palm is very changeable, and the palm is the the topographical map of what goes on in your brain day to day. So basically, we think the same thoughts over and over and over. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. Yeah, keep looping around the same kind of things. So those neural pathways get very deeply entrenched in our brain. And whatever neural pathway we think over and over and over gets deeply etched into the palm. So because our thinking and our brain can change, anything in the palm can change. Now, depending on the type of person you are, it may change daily or it may change not very much over years, but it can move. All of those lines can can morph and break and reconnect. Meredith, you and I have to take a commercial break. Great having you with us here in the Exxon. Exxon Nation, Meredith's website is www.mapofthehand.com. That's www.mapofthehand.com. And we'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. As the Exxon continues for this evening, Tuesday, April the 6th in the year 2010 on the Talkstar Radio Network and on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We have our new Exxon podcast players up all over our sites with over 908 interviews that I have conducted over the last year. If you'd like to listen in to some of the podcasts that we've done, www.podcast.com. Dot com, And you can always listen to the Exxon Radio Show seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year by going to XZoneTV.com. I'll be back on the other side of this two-minute break as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, here in the Exxon. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. 
Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Back everyone, uh, Meredith Hunt is our special guest. We're talking about hand analysis. Her website is www.mapofthehand.com. Tell me, Meredith, uh, can the lines on your hand actually tell you how long you're going to live or how many children children you'll actually have? No, that is one of the biggest um, misconceptions about palm reading or palmistry is that it, it is predictive. Now. You know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, mm-hmm. it was considered um, a tool that the gypsies used, and unfortunately, the gypsies had a pretty bad reputation. And, um, you know, and I've got nothing against them. That's just the way people thought of them. And they used it often as a predicting tool. But modern hand analysis doesn't do that. So your lifeline doesn't tell you how long you're going to live. I've seen very old people with very short lifelines. And I don't know how many kids you're going to have, but I can tell you the best way to interact with your kids based on your heart line and their heart. I can tell you things like that. So I would imagine that hand analysis is not just another name for palmistry or fortune telling. No, because I'm looking at more than just the palm. I also look at the fingerprints, and that's something that didn't start happening until about 40 years ago when a man named Richard Unger devoted his life to reading hands, literally read every book in English he could get a hold of about palmistry, and then started doing research. He's read over 50,000 pairs of hands. Wow. And he noticed, yeah, he's, he's, he's intense. <laughs> and he, uh, he noticed that through all of the palm readings he was doing, there was a lot that proved to be true, but there were, there were gaps in the information. And so he looked and said, okay, well, what else is on the hand? And he saw the fingerprints. And he said, okay, well, who's researching fingerprints? Well, the FBI has tons of research on hands and fingerprints and also the medical community. And a lot of people don't know this, but they've done studies on specific types of fingerprints relating to specific types of illnesses. And so he was in the Houston library researching fingerprints and had this epiphany and and decoded what specific fingerprints mean to a person on um, kind of like a soul level, basically, because fingerprints don't ever change, and they form in utero, and they're pretty much done by about 16 weeks in the womb. So he looked at, okay, this information put together with palmistry information gives a complete map of who this person is. He filled in the gaps. 
What's the history of hand analysis? It has been around as long as people have. There's a there's a cave, I think it's in Argentina, where um, the whole cave is just painted with hands. Mm-hmm. So ancient peoples were interested in hands. And in Aristotle's time, it was considered a science, right along with astronomy and astrology. But as it started moving through different cultures and um, different societies put their take on it, it started to get a reputation, and as I mentioned earlier, um, when the gypsies got a hold of it is really when it started to be tainted with with a fortune-telling kind mm-hmm. of veneer. Um, and then it, it, one of the kings, I think King, Ed, King Edward the something, he, uh, he made it illegal. He said, look, if you read poems, we're putting you in jail. So it went way underground, and it wasn't until the late 1800s, early 1900s, that it really started to resurface as a science. And a man named Benham, who has a book that you can still get to this day, if you go on Amazon, you can find uh, Benham's palmistry book. He started doing studies, kind of like Richard Unger did. He said, okay, well, I want to see what is true about palmistry. So he studied um, the prison population quite a lot because they were a captive audience. Right and put together this book and said, okay, well, when this line ends here, it tends to mean this in that person. So he really started bringing it back into the consciousness as a tool for character diagnostics and not predictions. So there's a scientific basis behind hand analysis. It's just not mumbo-jumbo. Exactly. It's, it's, there, there are many people along the course of history who have contributed um, their own scientific observations about it. And then when Richard Unger took mm-hmm. all of that information and the fingerprint information and put that together in a system, it really became a powerful diagnostic tool of, of your psychology and, and what you're meant to do here on the planet. What is your greatest strength? And for me, more importantly, what is your greatest challenge? You know, people get very excited about wanting to know what their purpose is. And that's great. But if you don't know what's standing in the way of you achieving your purpose, you're going to keep hitting a wall. That's right. And that's one of the things hand analysis does. It it tells you what's the wall. What is the difference between the right hand and the left hand? Or are they the same? They can be completely different. When I'm looking at someone's hands, I want to make sure that I see both hands Mm -hmm. because if I don't, I could be giving half of the picture of who this person is. The right hand is typically representative of how you are out in the world. So this is your work environment. This is how you interact with people you don't know that well, acquaintances, colleagues. And the left hand is how you operate in your inner world. So this is home, family, very close friends, um, mate. And as I said, they can be completely different. So when I'm doing a hand reading with someone, I print their hands, I ink them up, and I make a print of them, and we can look side by side and see what is the same, what is different, and if I work with them over time, I'll print them again to see what is changing. So basically, you do a a CSI print of the hand, put it on the paper, and then bang, everything is right there. Exactly. It really is like CSI of, of the soul. You know, we're we're going in there, pulling things apart. Mm -hmm. 
I'm looking at my hand here, and some lines seem to be deeper than the others. Um, is there significance to the depth of the hand compared uh, the depth of the line in the palm of the hand compared to other lines in the palm? Like yes, I'm looking at one that looks like a giant size M in my left palm. An M? Yeah. Did you say? Mm-hmm. That's probably your three major lines intersecting in a in a specific way to make yeah. that pattern. There are three basic lines that we call the major lines in the hand, and most people have heard of them. The heart line, yeah. which is the line that starts under your pinky and typically travels across the palm toward um, the thumb side of your hand. Mm-hmm. The headline starts under your pointer finger and travels into the palm. And the lifeline, which is the, the sort of curvy line that wraps around the base of the thumb. So these are the lines, going back to the neural pathways in your brain that I talked about earlier, that correspond with the thinking we think over and over in our lives. So the heart line says, how do I express my need in relationship and what is my need in a relationship? And there are four different types of heart lines that, that you could have. And so each type has a different need and a different expression style. The headline takes outside information, brings it in, processes it mentally, and comes to a conclusion. So it's about how do you process mental information. And the length of the line does not indicate how smart you are. You can have a short line and and be brilliant, but it indicates how much time you spend gathering information before you make your choice. A lot of people have very long headlines that go all the way across the palm, almost off the edge. And they, they're going to really take time gathering information and processing before they make a choice about something. So they're very analytical. Yes, yes. Each line also corresponds to a part of the body. So the headline is very much the mental aspect mm-hmm. of the body. The heart line is your emotional aspect. And the lifeline is how do you process information in your body? So not how long am I going to live, but how am I going to know when it's time for me to rest? Do I run on adrenaline? Do I just push through activities and don't rest and rejuvenate when I need to? Or do I have more of a balance and I understand that I am in a physical body and I actually need to take care of it? What about the the fingerprints? What can you tell from a person's fingerprints? Uh, do they work in conjunction with the lines of the palm? It's, it's really fascinating because I can look just at someone's fingerprints and not at their palm and often give them a pretty accurate reading of who they are and vice versa. Hmm. But to get the full picture, I really like to have both. So the fingerprints tell me three big components. What is this person's purpose in life? or their highest developed skill. That's another way that I talk about it. This is the thing you're born to do, the thing you can do the easiest. It's it's falling off a log for you. The second thing is, what is this person's lesson? So this is the, the challenge that they're here to grow through and with. So what is their least developed skill? What is the thing that they stumble over again and again? And the third thing is, what is their foundation? So this is what supports everything else in their life. There are 
five different possible foundations that a person can have in their hands. And basically, the way I like to explain it is, if you think of your life as this this old wooden ship that mm-hmm. you're the captain of, your ship needs to be on some form of water or some ocean, or you're not going anywhere. And the ocean that your ship is on is the foundation. Now, each ocean has a different set of underwater topographies and currents, so you have to know the ocean you're on to know how to sail it. So each foundation has its own set of skills that this person is learning to help navigate through their life, achieve purpose, and grow with their lessons. Meredith, stand by. You and I have got to take a commercial break. Very interesting young lady. Meredith Hunt is our special guest. Her website is www.mapofthehand.com. We're talking about hand analysis this hour, Exxon Nation. The, uh, the reality of it, it's not a carny act. It's not a gypsy act. It's basically a historical science. And we'll talk more with Meredith on the other side of this break after the news as we continue right here in the Exxon. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, this is Ken Elliott. When I'm floating around the universe, I always try to tune in to Rob McConnell. Hey, ho there, Trinity Frog on Sesame Street. When I want to find out what's going on with UFOs or ghosts, I listen to the X-Zone with Rob McConnell. This is Les Corrigan from Target Internet Development. You're listening to Rob McConnell on the X-Zone radio show. This is John Hogue, Prophecy Scholar, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Meredith Hunt is my special guest this hour, Exonation, www.mapofthehand.com. We're talking about hand analysis, and I must tell you, Meredith, this is more interesting than uh, than one would imagine, because as I was telling you during the break, I've been to many psychic fairs, psychic shows, and you see the the palmister who is a swami, and he's got the person's hand there, and he's just going through this entire blurb. And, and you know, I, I've often asked myself, well, how does he get all that from 
the 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 hand. You're like, how does he know that she's going to have six children? Where does it say that? And wh- where where does he see that big house and that giant size pool? So it's all a game. It's all a con. It's all a gimmick. Well, what I would say is, is India especially has a, a very old tradition of hand analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, hand reading. I, I wouldn't call it hand analysis because they don't look at fingerprints, so palmistry. And I haven't studied their system, and I know that there are millions of people around the world who listen to what they have to say and yeah. take it to heart. And so there there might be something there. I don't know what they're doing. All I know is that for me, I don't want something that doesn't make sense in a very practical way. I don't want to hear that I'm going to have lots of money if if there aren't tools to help me understand how I'm going to get there. And that was one of the things that really attracted me to hand analysis is that it has practical tools for anything that you've got going on in your hand. Mm-hmm. There is something you can do about it. So and you, so that's you, what I liked. It's like, give me something to do. So you actually supply the people that you read with the tools on how to how to make make it happen. Exactly. So if you have a lesson that, uh, let's say, one of the lessons that someone could have is a guilt lesson. And that's that's really hard, you know, because you feel guilty about things that you're not responsible for. And it can affect your life in a profound way. And so there there are things you can do about that. You know, if you're feeling guilt, that's the, the red flag to say, okay, what is going on here? In this situation that I'm feeling guilty about, did I actually do something that is out of integrity? Because guilt is really just letting you know that you may be out of integrity in some arena. But the thing is, when you have a guilt lesson, Mm -hmm. it's going to go off when you're not out of integrity, because this is what you're learning. What is the difference between what is my fault and what is not my fault? So if you feel guilty... You start looking at the situation and go, did I actually do something that was out of integrity for myself? And if you look at it and you didn't do anything, then you turn the guilt down. Now, if you look at the situation and you did do something that was out of integrity, you make amends for it. You fix it. But a lot of people just go around feeling guilty all the time and not addressing it and not understanding why. And that doesn't help you move forward in life. Well, in 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 today's society... The way that I see it, people are looking for the quick fix, and people really don't like to face their dragons. Yes, unfortunately, that is correct. Um, And the thing about your lesson and your purpose is that they're in your fingerprints, right? Mm -hmm. And fingerprints don't change. So your lesson and your purpose through your life is not going to change. How you relate to it is what changes. So if you have a lesson that kicks your butt enough times in a row that you finally stop and go, okay, what is wrong with 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 me? And I don't mean that in, in the way that that sounds, but like where do I have room to grow? How can I make my life better and feel better? I don't. You don't have to walk around feeling like crap all the time, but you do have to do the work. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you ever get to the point where your work is done. Because if your work on yourself is done, you're probably going to die. You know, you're going to move on. Your work is never done. You just 
you just evolve into deeper and deeper levels of who you are, and you're able to bring more and more of your truest self out into the world. Has there ever been a palm that someone has given you for for analysis that you've just looked at and said, oh, my God? <laughs> you know, yes, actually, there have been. Um, there was a there was a book, and it's it's really hard to get, but it was on serial killers, and it was I think it was the FBI. They did handprints of all of these different serial killers, and there are some particular characteristics that show up in most serial killers, and one of them is having a really twisted, crooked, unhappy-looking pinky. Now, I want to say right now, if you have a twisted, crooked, unhappy-looking pinky, it does not mean you're a serial killer. It is just one of the, the characteristics that showed up with a bunch of other things. And the pinky is about intimacy. It is relationship, communication. It's the most tender part of who we are. And any time a pinky gets damaged, and, and that doesn't mean like... Um, you broke it mm -hmm. necessarily, but some people have pinkies that are all twisted and crooked and nothing has happened in the outer world to make that happen. Like, you know, they didn't break it. They didn't smash it in the, the car door. It just is that way. And and what has typically happened is they've, they've had a, a lot of abuse as a child, um, a, a lot of deep wounds, psychological wounds, emotional wounds, and they're not trusting, they're suspicious, um, they're loners. They, you know, they hold themselves away from the rest of society, and and it's really sad because that, in combination with a lot of other factors, can lead someone down the path of doing nefarious things. Now, I have seen a pair of hands mm -hmm. that, and and this was on a gentleman that actually became a student of mine. That just on looking at them, I would go, "Oh, wow." this is a really damaged human being, and he could have gone the scary route with all the damage that's here. Right. But he didn't, because he did the work on himself, and he transformed the wounds, and he's mm -hmm. still doing it. Like I said, it doesn't ever end. But if you just put his hands up against some of those other serial killer hands, you'd be like, okay, they're brothers. Huh. And, and that's not the case. <laughs> Now, now, what happens if someone does have an accident where their finger gets broken? What happens? Well, it's it's really fascinating because often the injury tells a story of what's going on in the person's life in a greater sense at that time. So when I see a big scar or if somebody is missing a part of a finger mm -hmm. or if it's really twisted and bent, I'll ask them, do you remember how this happened? And if so... Do you remember what was going on in your life at the time? And the first thing they'll always tell me is how they had the injury. And that's not actually what I'm interested in. I'm interested in was, you know, what was your family life like at the time? What was your relationship doing to you at the time? So um, one guy, and I, my mentor read this guy. He was missing his left thumb. And she asked him what had happened, and he said uh, he... When he was 10 years old, his mother died, and his father remarried fairly quickly to a woman, kind of the you know evil stepmother scenario. She did not get along with this child right. and made his life hell. And at one day, there had been a, a big fight in the house, and he goes out into the garage, and he's working with 
a saw, you know, a table saw. And he's angry. And in his mind, he's saying, I'm never going to get married. I'm never going to have a family. And he cuts his left thumb off. Hmm. And the left thumb is the family finger. And that's a pretty profound manifestation of what's going on in your brain. It certainly is. Now, you, you said that the palm changes, you know, because of the neural pathways that we create. And can a person actually think something today and see the change in their palm tomorrow? Or does it take change and time in order to make these, these palm marks move? It's possible to have changes happen literally overnight. That's not the typical thing that happens. Typically, it takes more time. It takes us confronting our demons, Mm -hmm. working with our lessons over and over for a new neural pathway to be grown and then to reflect in the hand. But I have seen marks move very quickly. So it really depends on the the type of hand you have. If you have a lot of water in your hand, I work with the, the, the four elements, earth, air, water, and fire. Those show up in the hands in different places. So if you have a lot of water in your hand, which is very fluid, you might have marks move much more quickly than if you have a lot of earth in your hand, which is solid and much more fixed. But if you make a big enough change, it is usually reflected some way in the palm. And that's why when I work with people over time, I like to take a handprint maybe once every year and then put them up and see see what's shifting and moving. As an expert in hand analysis, can you can you see the the uh, the family lines, so to speak, be- between siblings and mother and father? You know, I've had two different experiences with uh, looking at families. The first one is that they're absolutely in line with one another. The fingerprints match up. You can see. Um, the heredity being passed down in the in the lines, mm-hmm. and then the opposite is also true. Where I was reading at a party one time, sometimes I do parties, and I'll do quick little five minute readings for things for for everybody. Right. And I was sitting in this booth, and throughout the course of the evening, um, a, a, an entire family sat down with me, but I didn't know they were a family. I just read them, and at the end of the night, they all came together and sat in the booth at once, and they said. We're all related. And I was stunned because they were all completely different from one another. And it was fascinating to look and go, oh, my God, you know, the way that you guys must interact. I've also looked at identical twins, mm-hmm. and they have very different hands. And these are these are the kind of twins, like, it's really hard to tell really? them apart. But their hands, you can see their differences. So there, there's often at least one through line that I can track. Mm -hmm. But like um, with my boyfriend, he and his father have similar fingerprints and his mother and his sister have similar fingerprints. And they don't cross over. Like there's not his mother's stuff in his hands. He's very much got his father's hands. It's just fascinating to look at. How did you discover hand analysis? You know, you, you, you went to L.A., you've been in a couple of soap operas um, uh, on television. You wanted to, you, you're an actress. What was it that, that made you decide, hey, 
this is real. I want to do it professionally. I want to help people do it. I had always been interested in knowing about myself and in, you know, new age has got such a connotation to it now, but in modalities that are not the typical modality. And I was in L.A. and I was doing well, but so much of the work you get here is not fulfilling on a soul level. It's, you know, stand here, say that line, thank you very much, and that takes 10 hours to do that one line. So in my early 30s, I started to just get a little disillusioned with the business, and one of my friends said, hey, there's this hand analysis lady, you got her see her, it's amazing. So I said, okay, I'm going to have a reading, and I did. And I thought it was accurate and interesting, but I didn't go any further with it. However, all of my friends did. So for the next year, they took this class that is teaching you how to read hands, Mm -hmm. and I kept hearing about it and going, okay, well, what is so great about this? So I checked into it again about a year later, and I went to see my mentor just give a little speech on it. And for whatever reason, the second time I checked into it, it just really hit me in a much deeper way. And I said, okay, I want to know more about this. And so I started taking the certification course and really enjoyed it. And I did not do it to become a hand reader. I did it to understand myself better. But in the course of taking this class, you are required to read hands. And I really started enjoying that process and talking to people and helping them. And I decided I wanted to do a second year of study. And somewhere in the middle of the second year, I said, okay, I want to make this my work and I want to teach other people how to do it. And that set me on the track. And I just haven't jumped off of that. Please stand by. You and I have to take our final commercial break for this hour. Exonation, our very special guest is Meredith Hunt. Her website is www.mapofthehand.com. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as the Exxon continues from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com, on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Once again, Meredith Hunt is our special guest, and her website, www.mapofthehand.com. More about hand analysis on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Meredith Hunt is my special guest. Her website is www.mapofthehand.com. 
First of all, I want to thank you so much for joining us. It's been a delightful hour with you here in the X-Zone. Um, one of the producers want to know, what happens if, if somebody's got very dry skin? How do you how do you get a proper reading with hands Typically, that seem to have no lines? Yeah, they've got really dry hands. They typically have, they have a lot of fire in them. Mm-hmm. And if it looks like um, Zoro took a sword and just slashed all of these lines into your hand, you're very fiery. And that is a creative, vivacious, passionate, forward-moving, initiating type of person. Mm. Um, Of course, there are always challenges to that, too, as far as burning out because you have too much going on, keeping focused, bringing things to completion. But often things like, like really dry, crackly hands have to do more with the type of person you are than that you have dry skin. What would you like to tell listeners who may be sitting at home saying, I don't know, if, they, if they're not sure about hand analysis? I would say that I was sitting exactly where they are, and I just opened myself up enough mm-hmm. to try it. You know, if we're not ever going to move and grow if we don't try new things, if we don't open up our perspective and allow in another possibility. And it's amazing the wonderful things that come into your life when you do that. Whether you do hand analysis or something else entirely, just try something new. Open up the, open up the door to possibilities. Exactly. Exactly. Because there are so many different ways to help yourself grow. Hand analysis isn't the only one. You know, there's the Enneagram. There's just multitudes of other things you can try. But just try something. Make sure you trust the person. Make sure that you like who they are. Mm -hmm. Make sure that there are testimonials that you believe. I don't want you to go to some charlatan. But but open yourself up. Grow a little bit. You're going to like it. Here's a question for you. The lines on the feet, do they tell you anything? They do. Now, there are feet readers. I am not one of them. But I have heard that you can learn a whole lot from the feet. Actually, I believe the whole body is mm-hmm. a map, and it just depends on what part of the map are you drawn to and, and what do you read. There are people that read um, eyes. You know, they read the whites of the eyes. They read the iris. Yeah. People read foreheads. I mean, it's endless. This just spoke to me because it's such a direct correlation to the brain, and and it made sense. It was something that was based in some science and some practicality, and that's what I like. Meredith, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight here in the X-Zone. Continued success, and I'll keep my eyes open for you on the soaps. Thank you so much. It was great fun. All right, take care of yourself, and once again, thank you very much for joining us. X-Zone Nation, our guest this hour has been Meredith Hunt. Her website is www.mapofthehand.com. That's www.mapofthehand.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues. We're right here live from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada on the Talkstar Radio Network. Once again, if you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. I'll be back after the news. Don't go away. <laughs> 